It's podcasting time! I'm Jonathan Isaacson, and this is Just Another Jerk, Dispatches from Japan, a podcast about Japan, appropriately enough. Please remember to subscribe so that you get updates automatically, rate the show, five stars please, and review it. Do all those things on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, maybe some other places. Um, Not Spotify yet. Have never gotten around to getting on Spotify. I need to do that someday. So it's been a while since I've done an update on the whole coronavirus pandemic thing here in Japan. So I thought today would be a good day to do one of those. So a week or so ago, the state of emergency in Japan was lifted for the majority of the country. Uh, You know, there were fewer than 10 prefectures that were remaining, mostly in the Tokyo area. I think there were a couple down in the Osaka area and Hokkaido. They were still under the state of emergency until, well, just the beginning of this week. At the beginning of this week, the prime minister lifted the state of emergency for the remaining prefectures. So now the entire country has had the um, state of emergency lifted. Now it's true, and I've said it over and over and over again, Japan has never, through this entire pandemic, it's never been at the testing levels that are, you know, suggested that are to be appropriate by groups like the WHO. But at the same time, it's also true that Japan's medical system has not been absolutely swamped with confirmed cases. You know, it's probable that there are a lot more people than the 17,000 or so cases reported, but it's also undeniable that Japan just hasn't seen the same scenes as in places like, you know, New York or in Spain or the UK. There are no hospitals being set up in, you know, the big parks. We haven't seen that here in Japan. My prefecture, Miyagi, we haven't seen a new case in about a month. I think yesterday I saw the news. So, yeah, it's exactly a month. So, you know, something is up with Japan. You know, I'm not saying this in like a conspiratorial sort of way. You know, not nothing of the sort. The government isn't running some sort of nefarious plot to conceal the full extent of the disease. But something is up with how the virus is behaving in Japan. In fact, a researcher, I think at somewhere, uh, medical university in Kyoto, I think, forget exactly where, was on the news this morning. And they're talking about this factor X. There's something in Japan in the way the, the coronavirus is behaving that seems to be different than in a lot of other places. Is it a cultural thing? Is it a you know? Is it a, a DNA of the of the of the virus thing, or would it be RNA for a virus? I forget. But whatever it is, something is different in Japan. You know, I, I've seen some articles. There's you know, uh, if you look online, news about Japan, you'll come across articles about how Japan has managed to avoid the worst of it. It still hasn't had the best results as compared to places like Taiwan has had very good results in containing the the outbreaks. Uh, Vietnam has also done very well. But Japan overall has done pretty well, and so we've seen a lot of articles about why hasn't Japan seen the, the, the mass death that other countries have seen. And, you know, some of the articles put forth a lot of theories, you know, with Japan's acceptance of face masks, Right? That's just a normal thing in Japan. It's obvious. Yeah, if people are sick, 
put on a face mask. There's no arguing that point. You know, and there's the whole bowing rather than shaking hands. So there's less touching in the culture. So obviously these are kind of hard to measure, but maybe they had something to do with it. And then there are also some kind of sillier theories. And there was an article I was reading. I don't remember where it was. I think it was either, maybe it was Forbes. Maybe it was Foreign Policy. I, I don't remember exactly where it was. But the article was pointing out that there was this silly theory. And the article said it was a silly theory. And the theory goes that the Japanese language is less spittle-filled than English or other European languages. You know, so basically, people speaking Japanese don't produce as many aerosol droplets or something. Um, again, it's, it's a silly idea. And the article, like I said, it said this is a silly idea. But the idea is out there. And man, I'm glad I didn't record this a day earlier. Because yesterday... I was looking at, I think it was, you know, it was something on the internet, on the intertubes. Um, there was a, uh, a a clip from a a wide show. So Japan has these, they're kind of news talk shows. Uh, they talk, they, they're kind of a, they, they, they're kind of like Entertainment Tonight, but mixed with news. So they're kind of weird. They're, they're a very peculiar thing in Japan. And they're on... Most of the major channels, late morning, early afternoon, they're very, very common. And one of the ones, um, I forget which one it was, it was on TBS, which is one of the big broadcasters here in Japan. They had a clip, um, you know, and they were testing out this theory. Now, of course, being a, well, you know, a upstanding news show, they set up a well-planned out scientific experiment to test this. I mean, of course, I'm kidding. They had a woman, uh, apparently, from what I've read, she had nine years experience living in the U.S., but she, you know, she's Japanese, and they had her say, Kono wa pen desu. this is a pen. Now, the, the, the idea was that, okay, let's t- they, they, they had a tissue, piece of tissue, Kleenex, hanging in front of her face while she was saying the two sentences in Japanese and then the same thing in English. You know, pen is the same in Japanese and English. And the way she said it, and let me do my best to, to imitate what she said in Japanese. Kore wa pen And then the English version, this is a pen. Sorry for your ears. Um, yeah, there was a lot of uh, over-exaggeration of the English pen. Because in Japanese and English, the word pen is pronounced exactly the same. Sorry about that sound there. But yeah, they're pronounced exactly the same in Japanese and English. So I don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, that was... um, Yeah. And now, not surprisingly, they got dragged in social media. Just absolutely dragged by the foreign community in Japan, as well as people who just kind of have interest in Japan. And a lot of Japanese people were pointing out that, yeah, this is dumb. And most Japanese people know that things like the the wide show, the uh, news entertainment shows are pretty bad. Um, and, you know, for what it's worth, there was a doctor on the show and he was, you know, he was saying, evaluating this whole theory that, oh, Japanese produces less spittle and blah, blah, blah. And he pointed out that, yeah... If this were true, Japan would see less flu 
uh, contagion. But it, as far as he knows, that's not the case. So he basically was very politely telling them that this theory was dumb. Um, and it is a dumb theory. But yeah, the, oh, it was, check out hashtag on Twitter. This is a pen. You'll find some some gold, some comedy gold. So yeah, that theory is out there. It's a really weird theory. It's a, It's kind of funny. So yeah, but the doc- real doctors are saying there is something different in Japan, right? There, the, this factor X that they're calling it. You know, maybe the strain of the virus in Japan is isn't quite as you know virulent as you know strains in the U.S. and and Europe. I mean, again, experts haven't had time to figure it out yet, but something is different. You know, even though the measures in Japan that you know were put in place to combat the coronavirus weren't nearly as rigorous or stringent as other places in the world. You know, I think most of the credit probably goes to the regional leaders, the governors and the mayors. You know, the Japanese public certainly seems to think so. I mean, Prime Minister Abe's approval rating right now is in the tank. Um, it's down in the 20% from what I've seen, you know, I think yesterday I was the last time I saw, it, I think I saw 29% or something, you know, the point where this is this is the percentages where the party, the uh, ruling party starts to consider, do we need to replace our prime minister? I mean, Abe's been in power for so long that they probably won't this quickly. But if it stays, you know, in the 20s, they may have to think of, you know, getting rid of him before the, the next election. But like I say, his approval rating right now is in the tank. And the central government has been seen as generally being slow to react to this whole crisis. And I mean, it certainly was slow at the jump. And then there's the whole Abe no mask. So, as I said, you know, Japanese people have no problems wearing face masks. You know, unlike people in other countries that I will remain unnamed. But, yeah, usually, I mean, it's just the paper masks that you've seen. And I think I've mentioned, I've mentioned this before, but in people, uh, but people in Japan are always wearing face masks for things like allergy season, flu season, uh, not being able to be bothered to do makeup in the morning season. I mean, of course, with the coronavirus, there was an increase in demand for masks, so cloth masks have become strongly encouraged. You know, people have been making them out of whatever they can. Old t-shirts, fabric scraps that happen to be around the house, uh, fishing vessel flags. This is actually kind of a cool one. So in Japan, there's this tradition of, uh, so this is in fishing communities, I should say. There's a tradition in fishing communities to send the fleet off at the beginning of the season with kind of like a festival, actually. And part of the whole thing is that there are these really elaborate, beautiful flags. And some of the very, these, you know, these very same fishing communities have been making uh, fishing, uh, making uh, face masks out of these old flags. And... Um, yeah, they've been selling out really quickly. We see the stories in the news about the the people in these towns. They're making masks as fast as they can, and they're selling out. Um, I think what is it? Taiyoki, I think Taiyohata, I think is the name. If you search for them in jet, if you search for them, um, you can find. Them. Maybe I'll put a link in the doobly doos. Um, but yeah, so those people, everyone's been making masks. I mean, my wife made a whole bunch of masks for the family. Uh, my sister-in-law, she also made a bunch of masks for everyone in the family, so we got some from her as well. So we are well masked. Back to the prime minister and masks. So with the push for cloth masks, 
Abe promised two cloth masks for every household in Japan, which is weird. Not a lot of households in Japan have exactly two people. So two cloth masks for every household with priority for early delivery in the most affected areas. Okay, sure. Um, And we haven't gotten ours yet, but the mask that Abe has been wearing this whole time, they seem too small for his face. And they don't seem to be this terribly high-quality mask. I mean, they may be, but they just don't look like quality masks. So they have been dubbed Abe no Mask by the Japanese social media. It's a play on words. Um, So Abe's economic plan has been called Abenomics, right? Economics, Abe, Abenomics. So Abenomask. It's not in Japanese. It's just switching a couple characters. And so, yeah, those have not, that has not been a good PR look for Abe. Um, And then there was also the really weird PSA he made with him sitting at home, encouraging others to do the same. Now, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. You know, it wasn't G.W. Bush and the mission accomplished sign on the aircraft carrier, you know, or Michael Dukakis in the tank. It wasn't like that level bad image, but it was seen by social media as being a little tone deaf and just weird and awkward. So, yeah, the public just doesn't have a lot of confidence in Abe right now, you know, especially with, you know, many people not seeing much in the way of economic relief, you know, so there's a lot to worry about with the economy. And the economy is supposed to be Abe's thing. That's what he's supposed to be good at. So just a quick sidebar of kind of about the whole economic relief. Japan has approved a relief package for everyone. I think it's like, I think it's 100,000 yen per household or something, which is roughly, you know, roughly $1,000 US. Um, But to apply for it, you had to have gotten, so to apply for it online, I should say, because it's it's for everyone, but to apply for it online, the fastest way to apply, you have to have a plastic My Number card. It's kind of like a social security card with a photo ID version of it. And the plastic, you know, the, the plastic photo ID version was entirely voluntary, Everyone has a my number. It's kind of like say it's kind of like our social security number, and it's on a little paper card with no photo. Very much like my social security card. But yeah, it was not required to get the photo ID version. So of course most people don't have the photo ID versions. Almost everyone has their driver's license, so they have a photo ID. They don't need the my number photo ID card. So there's been a lot of talk about that. I mean, this just goes back into that whole low-tech Japan thing. Why can't everyone apply online if we have a my number, we have a a social security number type number? I don't know why we need to have the plastic picture version, but apparently we do to apply online. Who knows? And so this is getting a little rambly, so I'm going to wrap up this section Uh, Just say that most people don't really feel like the central government did enough to stem the coronavirus, and Japan has just gotten lucky. You know, the local governors, the mayors, they were much more effective in this whole pandemic thing. So like the governor of Tokyo, the governor of Osaka, the Miyagi governor, the the Sendai mayor have all been very out front of things. So I think local government has been much more 
uh, effective. And that's also kind of true because Japan doesn't have like a CDC type body, but there are contact tracing has been from the get go with the local um, medical establishments. So yeah, the local Japan has done much better at the local level to kind of control the whole thing. So let me talk about one more point that's kind of come up with the pandemic, and that is Japan bucking the world trend and cheering for healthcare professionals. So this isn't something I've seen a lot, but I have seen a few stories about this, that there are stories about doctors and nurses being asked to keep their children away from school and the like. As I say, this hasn't been that widespread as far as I know, but it does kind of fit with Japan, with Japan, with society's MO here. You know, similar things happen to kids and people in general um, from the Fukushima area after the earthquake and nuclear disaster. A lot of kids got ostracized. You know, and that, and I think that's kind of the same sort of thing that gets a lot of foreigners here in Japan. It's not exclusively a foreigners or outsiders, therefore they get excluded kind of thing. I think it's a more, these are my people, my family. I must protect them. And outsiders who are a threat in any way, real or perceived, are to be ostracized kind of thing. I think that's more what's at work here in Japan. It's, Japan is a very tight-knit, some would say insular, closed society. And I've experienced that myself, but I've also experienced you know, people being very open. It depends on your situation. Anyone who's been in the JET program, the Japan, what is it, the Japan Exchange and Teaching program, like I started in Japan, you've heard every situation is different. And that really is true in Japan. Where you go, you'll see different situations, you'll have different experiences. So we can't, you know, obviously, no matter where you go, you, no matter where you go, you can't paint with a broad brush. Everything is different in each situation. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Japan, there is a definite kind of very tight knit in community sense that you get in Japan. And I think that's more what's at work with, uh, with both the doctors being ostracized and with foreigners being kind of feeling out of being left out of the community. So, um, but yeah, so that uh, there was, and there was a comment in one of the articles I was reading talking about this fact that, you know, both medical professionals and famous people have issued apologies. That's another thing. People have been issuing apologies for getting sick and causing distress for the general public. You know, this is something I talked about in the J-pop um, episode a couple back about the young woman who was being, you know, she got stalked and then she apologized to the fans for causing a, causing a ruckus. What's up with that? So yeah, she was apologizing for causing a commotion. And, you know, the comment I was in the, the article I was reading, you know, it was something about Japanese society's aversion for rocking the boat, causing problems for others, leading, you know, to these apologies, which can in turn lead to at least some people in the general public thinking that it's their fault that they got sick. I don't know. I mean, this runs the risk of getting really think PC really quickly, you know, and I haven't looked into it that much, but it is something that has popped up in the new, my news feed a few times recently. But... Let's end with a happier note, you know, back to the good news. So like I said, Japan, we're no longer under a state of emergency. I'm still teaching online. You know, people are still being careful, but we'll see how long this lasts. If they're going to be another state of emergency, who knows? You know, hopefully 
it will continue this way, but who knows? Uh, Kita Kyushu down in far kind of southwest Japan has seen a spike in the last couple days, so we're not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. But hopefully, like I say, things will continue mostly in a good direction. People will continue to be careful. Large events hopefully won't return until things are really, truly under control. Like I say, I'm teaching online, having mostly a good time of it. You know, we're a couple weeks in, but so far, okay. Well, yeah, let's end it there um, on a reasonably positive note. So you can find the Twitter for this podcast at Just Another Cast. You can email questions, comments, and suggestions to Just Another Jerk at Gmail. Sorry, Just Another Jerk Podcast at Gmail.com. Let me repeat that just another jerk podcast at gmail.com and there's also a facebook page just search for just another jerk podcast and you should be able to find like and follow the page over there so on that note i'm out peace <laughs>